second. I'm just going to start that thing. We're just going to say that whole thing again from the beginning. I don't want to tell my that personal story out of my life on there. Well, no, not that part necessarily, but the Ilhan Omar stuff. Oh, I don't, I don't know enough about like I don't know enough about what exactly happened though. I want to like speak on shit that I. I'm just going to leave it recording anyway. Fuck it. Anything you say that's good, I'll be able to edit in and use that way. But yeah, I'm sure they would love to have like find some tiny thing and like, oopsie. Oh yeah, all it would take is finding one little detail because unlike uh, what we were talking about with... Uh, you know, there was this novel back in the 50s by Kurt Vonnegut called Player Piano. And it's just sort of a run-of-the-mill 50s sci-fi novel. In one of his later books, he actually goes through and <clears throat> grades all his previous novels, like assigns them a letter score. He gave this one a B plus, But it was one of the first things by him I read because I wanted to go chronologically to well, see did, how his style developed. Slaughterhouse Five, like everybody likes to jerk off. I mean, I'm, I'm not shitting on Slaughterhouse Five. Obviously, it's an amazing novel. I feel like it's cheating to just start with an, uh, an author's most famous work from when they're already developed. I wanted to start with his earlier stuff. You gotta stuff. read it so you can be like talk about it with all the cool kids and seem enlightened and shit, because that's the only one that anyone's ever read of his. That's I've never. The thing is, I've never read any Kurt Vonnegut novels, and even I know about Slaughterhouse because that's the only thing that's the only one anyone ever fucking talks about is slaughterhouse five. Oh, you're missing out i, I love I, his I've, style i i've well i i like the guy like i've watched several videos of him speaking and he seems like like an amazing guy like to, like intelligent hilarious like I'm, yeah i almost got to see him speak live back in uh, 2005 but sadly he died <laughs> like the week before he was supposed to speak in indianapolis yeah, it's a shame. But he wrote this book, I think it was 1953 he wrote it, and it's called Player Piano. And uh, as the title suggests, it's about a world where basically every job is automated. I think the only people left on Earth who still really work in this uh, novel are people that are in like the Army Corps of Engineers because they're the people that like design and fix the machines. But then beyond that, I don't think anyone works. Well, that's the thing, though. It would have to be... I mean, I guess they could revamp it, because Army Corps of Engineers does, like, uh, does, like, big engineering projects, like landscaping and, like, building pipelines and, like, big construction, like, large-scale engineer stuff. So, I guess they could incorporate yeah. mechanics, because I remember you said it was something like mechanics. It might have been a mechanics core or something. He, I think he calls it something different. I don't feel like Googling it. I'm way too lazy. Anyone out there who hears this, feel free to fact check me on all of this. But the uh, the gist of it, though, is that it's a fully automated future world. But uh, they're basically like on the brink, like shit's going to get fucked up, basically. Like some sort of nuclear war or something's going to happen to destroy all the machines. And there's like one guy who can fix it or whatever, like one expert, some PhD. And uh, Vonnegut makes sure to mention this guy's like morbidly obese multiple times throughout the course like of the a, novel. Like some, uh, like, uh, that kind of reminds me of the Jurassic Park thing where it like, I've never read the book. I heard it was a lot better than the movie, but like the, the guy who plays the, the guy who plays Newman in Seinfeld, the guy who plays that character in the movie, like he was the guy. Dennis that, Nedry, yeah, the character. Yeah, he had all the keys and whatnot and he got fucked over by, uh. The guy who owns the park, and he just... Yeah, like, except just... being the bad guy in this scenario and actually deserving it. Yeah. Because what happens in Player Piano is, he mentions this guy is morbidly obese a bunch of times, and <clears> takes <throat> up, like, both both halves of his back seat in his car and shit. And then, um, at some point later on in the novel, he gets a call and finds out that he's lost his PhD because he's lost his... Uh, bachelor's degree or rather his master's because he's lost his bachelor's because he's lost his high school diploma because they found out he didn't climb the rope all the way to the top as like a freshman in high school and like ring the bell he like technically never passed his pe exam and so therefore all his degrees are retroactively revoked 
and he's basically rendered powerless to solve anything. And the novel ends with all the machines getting destroyed and everyone's just sort of sitting around trying to put them all are, back together and it's supposed to be like symbolic. Are, are you sure it wasn't like a like a nuclear meltdown that caused it instead of a nuclear war? Okay, now I, now I really want to know. Because you, because it makes me think like because everything's automated, it was probably like everything like nuclear power was. I, I've never read the thing, but just judging from the scenario, I haven't uh, read this since I was like fourteen. So, but it makes me think that it was like a nuclear power plant right. down on like a large on like multiple scale. It was published in nineteen fifty two. To start with, it's set. After the Third World War, it's supposed to be in a relatively near future, so maybe 30, 40 years after the 50s, so it's set in like a fictional 80s or 90s. After the Third World War, what we're about to currently get into. Yeah. <laughs> the novel begins 10 years after the war. I'm just reading off Wikipedia. And most people have been replaced by machines in terms of uh, jobs. Anyone who's not a manager or an engineer doesn't have a job. And, uh, and like I said, there's, uh, basically these two plot lines going on. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's the main character. I'm not going to go super into it, but, uh. George oh, I don't even George, remember the second George plot line. George had almost complete control over the nation's economy and was more powerful than the President of the United States. Sounds kind of like, uh, I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg or something, right? Yeah. I bet you Mark Zuckerberg has more information on you than, uh, than the NSA does. Oh, yeah, he probably, I mean... Anything the a, NSA has probably came, uh, through... Oh, yeah, they probably got it from Facebook, Facebook through a backdoor, uh... Well, apparently this book has also been published as Utopia 14. But it also mentions published as Player Piano. But, um... I'd like to get a hold on uh, something like that. I bet the Player for, or the Utopia 14 is worth a lot more money. Because it's like an off-published thing. Oh, let's see here. Or player piano still made. <laughs> Maybe it's not that. Uh... Well, how does what happens at the end of the book? Oh. Spoiler! Spoiler alert, guys! You haven't uh, you haven't seen player piano. I'm surprised they haven't tried to make player piano into a movie yet. Especially with its rele relevancy right now. I'm surprised they didn't make it into one back in the uh, 50s when it was new. If it got published under like multiple names and shit. Yeah. Have they made... Ha have they... And I apologize for being a total fucking uh, snub piece, but... Uh, um, or noob piece, but have they made any of Vonnegut's uh, books into movies? You know, that's a good question. Um, while I Google this, while I Google this, uh, anyway, the reason that I brought all this up is because I made the mistake of looking at, uh, the responses to Ilhan Omar's Twitter feed, like literally every tweet she makes, I looked at, I looked at the, uh, responses and there's some, uh, fucked up shit in there. Um, but basically I think that, uh, Fuck these people, these these right wingers and shit would just love <clears throat> to find any little thing on her that they could. Like proof that she really did marry her brother or you know, that her dad was this other guy. 
and she put the wrong name how, on how one dare, form. Yeah, how dare she gain a game a fucking system that's meant to like that was designed to be against against her from the very beginning? How dare she cheat the system that's already cheating people out of getting into this country? It reminded like, me of not this... even cheating, just just playing by the rules and in outsmarting a system that already that's already shitty in the first place. It reminded me of the uh, guy losing his PhD because he couldn't climb the rope in high school. Because yeah, they're wet for dream, that one little thing like Yeah, their wet dream is to basically get her citizenship revoked by finding somewhere where she quote unquote lied on a citizenship form and thereby disqualify her retroactively and this has happened before um not to a congress person in america but there actually was a uh she might have even also been somali but there was another uh african immigrant woman who in the netherlands became an elected member of parliament but then they discovered that she had uh, either lied on her forms or actually never become a citizen at all like forged her citizenship papers or something along those lines and so they literally, like, kicked her out. I don't even know if she still lives in the Netherlands or not as a result of all that. I'd have to look her up now. It's dumb shit. Just, just kicking somebody while they're already down is what that is. Like, oh, you, uh, you temporarily outsmarted the system? Well, fuck you. Oh, it was, I, it was actually Ayan Hirsi Ali. There's literally no heard, way you And she is learn. also Somali. Yeah, she uh, came to the U.S. after she got kicked out of uh, the Dutch House of Representatives. Oh, I bet they loved that. Yeah, so basically what they want to do to Ilhan Omar is turn her into the new Ayan Hirsi Ali. And the thing is... And, um, and fuck her, too. There's obviously. a big difference, though. They, they, they want to fuck her, too. That's, that's what it is. They there got is that one, pent-up, like, blue ball hatred. There is one big difference, though. Um, Spewing their hate loads onto her Twitter feed. Anyone who watches <laughs> Bill Maher will know Ayan Hirsi Ali for going on Bill Maher and actually being quite, I would say, anti-Islam. Like, I don't even know if she promotes reforming Islam because she's an atheist, which, you know... Yeah, she probably... I kind of dig. She, she probably has a lot of resentment toward the, toward the extremist part of the religion. I mean, obviously, anti-Muslim bias and shit is bad. But, at the same time, it's obvious that the fact that Ilhan Omar still practices Islam in any way... Especially the headscarf is like probably 75% of the problem just beyond her being both black and foreign. And uh, I'm not saying she should stop. I think she should continue because doing something that is both yeah. an, an authentic expression of yourself and has the corollary side benefit of trolling racist shit fucks yeah, yeah. is a good thing to do. Yeah, but the guy guys what he means by the problem is like the it's the reason why these uh these fucking these the cause the one thir might say these thirst trolls hate her so much is because she wears that. Not not I've heard shit along the lines yeah. of why she wear that dopper on her head yeah. about a, a million times. And I guess supposedly wearing a headscarf is just proof that you are completely unassimilated into American culture, even even though you're literally a fucking member of Congress and cannot be any more assimilated than, than fucking that. Yeah. I just think it's a shame that she'll never be able to run for president. But um, I will say, though, that if I was in... Uh, personally, of course, if, of course, if the if the mind of a white American man suddenly woke up in a black Somali woman's body, but um, you know, regardless, if if I woke up and was Ilhan Omar, it would be hard for me to see how remaining an adherent to that religion would like make sense whatsoever. But you know, I'm as anti-Christianity as I am anti-Islam, so, you know, fuck these Islamophobes. I'd rather have everyone in Congress wearing a headscarf just to piss them off than tell her she shouldn't because I disagree with her religion. You know, fuck me.
Yeah, well... I would say that for the same reason I would tell Christian members of Congress not to wear crosses in the building. But yeah. I'm not going to tell them that. You know, in my ideal world, you wouldn't wear this religious, st stupid fucking religious bullshit out in public for, well, you know, to bother other people and, with. And, and to be fair... And I'm talking about the crosses, by the way, not the headscarf. And, and, the, and the ironic part is that uh, these motherfuckers, these same people talking about... Uh, like women not being that women not being allowed shouldn't be allowed to wear headscarves and shit and what or like or um, hijabs or whatever. Yeah, that doesn't even have to be a religious no, thing. No, the ironic part is they these these same people would also uh, restrict what women could wear outside in a different way. They would stop pe women from wearing like skirts or like tell tell men tell like young men that they can't sag their pants or wear tight like are you fags? Well, isn't you, that you, what they're trying to you do gays now? He's wearing those tight jeans. Aren't they literally telling women you must let your hair down? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're used that, to, we're used to specific, it being the opposite. That's specific parts of Christianity, but it's the same thing. Like, they were, I worked at a factory I worked with, there were, there were, um, there was a woman that worked there that uh, wore, they, they allowed her, instead of wearing uh, jeans, to wear a long jean skirt because of her religion. And she was some weird, like, Pentecostal or Southern Baptist type religion, like something like that. And this is what these motherfuckers would have. They would restrict what women could wear because it's all, it's, that's the thing is, the only reason they hate that it's, that she's wearing a scarf is because it's something that brown people do. They're okay if it's, they're okay if it's, uh, you know, oppressive as long as it's coming out of a good white Christian religion. And that's what it comes down to, like. Well, what it really comes down to is control, is what it really comes down to. And, um, you know, traditional Christians would, would enforce modesty, right? But now modesty is what all these foreigners are trying to do. They want our women to stop wearing their yeah. sexy bikinis well, and, and start wearing and it's hijabs. different versions of covering up yourself. Like, the reason why they want women to wear long skirts is to, like, cover up their sinful legs. It's like, literally the exact same mentality that America... Yeah. You know what? America kind of sounds like a Muslim country if you describe it from a hundred years ago. All women must keep their ankles and, like, wrists covered lest they be too salacious. Alcohol's illegal. You know, we were there before the Middle East was. Fuck. Yeah, and, but, and, um, and you could argue that the Middle East is there because of us as well. Again. Oh, absolutely. People think, people think the Middle East is just backwards and has, like, always been this way, continuously. Nope since the 1500s, and they just never developed past medieval times, but that's not even remotely the case. We bombed them back to the 15th century, my friends. Trust me. They were yep. perfectly modern over there in all those countries just uh, fucking 40 years ago. In fact, they're still more modern than you would give them credit for. That's kind of why a lot of this backwards-ass religious bullshit is so disturbing. But that's true of America even more so, because... Or maybe not more so, but at least equally so. Because over here, we're still trying to control what women wear. It's just that now you've got, uh, you know, these absurdist white incels trying to tell them, let your hair down, wear a Confederate flag bikini. You know, that sort of shit. All women must look like Farrah Fawcett. And, 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 I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think anyone's questioning whether Donald Trump wants to take us back to the fucking 80s. It's funny. I've, uh, I've got to throw my, uh, dad under the bus here just as a, like, synecdoche for all boomers collectively. Um, but not long ago, I was watching TV and he happened to be around. And, uh, Bebe Rexa? Or is it BB Rexa? I have no idea. I'm too much of an old man to know how to pronounce her name. Um, I'll bring up a picture. Obviously, the people listening will not be able to see this, but I'll bring up a picture of BB Rexa for Jason's benefit. And all of you that are listening at home may feel free to Google her as well if you don't know who I'm talking about. B-E-B-E-R-E-X-H-A. So, B.B. Rexa comes on TV. So, there's what she looks like. 
and uh, and my dad literally reacts, and sh- and she's twerking, and he literally reacts with disgust, and says, "Who the fuck would find that shit attractive? Oh God, that giant ass! <laughs> Where are her tits? He can clearly see her tits." Yeah, but her, her but her ass is larger though. That's not allowed. Yeah, that's dirty. Okay, see, you millennials just don't understand. All right, objectively attractive women are bleached blonde, have giant fake tits, no ass, and are leaning on the hood of an '84 Camaro painted that lead red that you can't uh, get the paint for anymore. Maga. Yes. <laughs> Take us back to the '80s. Yes, exactly. Some pancake ass and giant tits. Yep. And uh, way, way too much eyeliner, too. Well, okay, to be fair, I think BB Rexa looks like she's wearing an awful lot of eyeliner in this in this photo as well. But you know what? So would I. So would I. Yeah, speaking of boomers, I had an interesting conversation with... Uh, uh, veteran ex-cop Uber and current Uber driver not too long ago taking me to my car that was in the shop. So, oh, this sounds uh, this sounds fun. Tell us about this. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, first thing, the first thing I noticed about this guy, like, before I even, like, even saw him, I got into the car and the car smelled like fucking ass. Like, it smelled like he literally shit himself. Like, and it wasn't even just because he had farted and it, like, right as I got in. No, this was a constant smell. Like, this was like, he, this guy can't wash his ass smell, so it's like, just, like, shit crumbles in his ass crack that haven't been washed in probably, like, weeks. Is this because, like, was he a large man? Oh, he was obese. Morbidly obese. No, like, was was he morbidly obese to the point of needing a rag on a stick? And we're assuming he didn't have one, if you know what I'm saying? Probably. Okay, I get like, what, I get what he, you're getting he, at. Obese? Um, large, first of all. He was, like, tall and obese. The guy was over six foot tall. Six feet tall. Over six foot, obese, had an oxygen machine with him. Was on disability. A disability that he himself oh, caused. Okay, wait, 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 wait. He had an oxygen machine... Mm-hmm. In the car, yeah. How did it fit? It was small, like a little pump. Like it was, it was a, it was a handheld one. Like oh. he didn't have an oxygen tank. Like it was a very small one, and it had like na- na- nasal tubes on it. Oh, fun! So he's got yeah. like COPD or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I've, one of the well, I actually asked him um, later on. Um, well, one of the first things I asked him was if he, uh, well, we were talking, when we got into a conversation, I just didn't outright ask him, but I asked him if he had uh, sleep apnea, and he's, oh yeah, I'm like, and I didn't say it, but I was like, yeah, I could fucking tell, because you're fucking fat and obese and large, and you have an oxygen machine, like, that's almost guaranteed. And for those of you who don't know, sleep apnea, a lot of times, is caused by uh, you being so fat that your inner, o- inner osseous muscles i think that's how you pronounce the muscles that control like your <coughs> chest breathing like your body movement while you're breathing and not being able to support your fucking lard ass usually that's what it is like literally it, your it chest can, cannot heave yeah yeah I, and, and of course it could be caused by other forms of muscular dystrophy obviously if the muscles are too weak but like you, you not being able to lift your own fat from your from the top of your chest, which is another reason why this whole fucking body positivity thing that's catching on, like, fat is a beautiful thing, it should be nipped in the bud, because, yeah, well, anyways, that's a whole another conversation. But anyways, so this motherfucker, so we get talking, and obviously, because I'm in the car, we eventually get on the topic of politics. <coughs> he's, he starts talking about how, we, yeah, we don't, you don't want to let in all the immigrants. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you should make it easier and more efficient for them to get in legitimately. And, he, and then it gets into the subject of, uh, <coughs> of Trump and how, and it's like the most stereotypical response, like literally, literally a meme that you've heard before. Well, well, I don't like a lot of the things that come out of his mouth, but you know, as far as the job he's doing, I think he's doing a good job. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, just, this is the same guy that would like bitch about people on disability and leeching off our system and these immigrants 
getting uh, getting all these free benefits. Meanwhile, this motherfucker is the only re- the only reason he's getting benefits is because of his own dumb ass. Like the disability he has is the disability that he gave himself from literally being too fucking fat. Ah, but there uh, there is an important uh, thing to consider here, though. Trump is torturing all the right toddlers. Didn't yep. think about that, did you, libtard? Yeah, he's torturing all the brown kids. That's all right. I actually brought that up too. Is one of the things like I'm like, well, these these immigrants are getting these benefits, but the question you really have to ask yourself is, why aren't we getting these same benefits? Like everyone should be, everyone should have. And he actually, I actually got him to agree with me on this point, and that public education should be free, and that social security should uh that social security benefits should be expanded and the age you get social security should be a lot earlier because that one of the things he was bitching about is, is that uh, he doesn't he did one he doesn't get his social security yet and he doesn't get his police pension yet until he's 65 so he's surviving on disability <coughs> and also uh, the money he saved up obviously and also you know riding around as an uber driver which is like fucking is ridiculous in the society in society these days like as an old like an old man having to do a part-time job as an uber driver to make money on top of his disability like he should be able to survive on his disability but of course you know we live in you know america and that's just the people on disability are just lazy pieces of shit now um didn't you tell me that this guy actually had like a five-star rating he had like a 4.9 and was quote unquote known for conversation how we actually actually i remember now um um how we got into the actual conversation of politics is i brought up um i asked if he knew um about the uh uber driver strike happening in california and whatnot if he was aware of that of course he wasn't and he he was talking about how he uh wouldn't want um wouldn't want Uber to be wouldn't he wouldn't want to be actually become an actual employee of the company because then he would like might make too much money to also get his disability at the same time so he wants to be a shitty private contractor so he can keep his disability and make Uber money but the the thing is the thing that he fails to comprehend is he shouldn't have to drive Uber being on disability that shouldn't even be a thing in the first place and second of all, you shouldn't be able, they shouldn't be able to cut your disability if you're making too much money. That's another thing, too. Like, you have a disability, and if you're able to make, like, money with your disability, you should be able to keep that fucking money. Like, it's just, it's multiple layers <coughs> of, like, yeah, but um, this should be different entirely. Like, well, I wouldn't want to become a, a full-time... I wouldn't be... I want to stay a private contractor. That way I get to keep my fucking shitty Uber Uber driver money. And also get disability. I get to scrape by. It, lo- it allows me to scrape by, but just a little bit better. It's well, like, yeah, people but in this country what? are trained to, like... Oh, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a drain. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be a leech. Thing. Even though you pay into disability, you pay into Social Security. Like... That's your. That's our tax money going into that. That's and it, it's just and and also, what about the people on disability that can't fucking drive? They they can't they they won't be able to do anything in the shitty gig economy that's like becoming more and more popular. If you can't drive in America, you're basically fucked unless yeah. you live in the middle of a of a really big city, and even then, you're getting fucked in some other way too. Your rent is too damn high if you're living somewhere that you don't have to drive. Yeah. If you live somewhere that actually has deep, good public transportation, then you're probably paying, like, thousands of dollars a month in rent. Oh, minimum. And so, you know, there, there's just really no way to avoid paying the same ridiculous costs of living no matter where you move. Yeah. Well... That's uh, that's all I have for this little snippet, so. And now, we're going to take a break. But meanwhile, enjoy this little featurette we recorded.
We are coming, we are recording here in the Taco Bell drive-thru. And uh, Jason was just telling a fun story. Short little, short little sour gripe for you guys. Yes, this is, this is a segment we like to call sour gripes. So, uh, short little story for you guys. Um, I recently, um... Had to, uh, I say somewhat, or somewhat recently had to replace a, a water softener unit in my house. And, um, and uh, the home warranty company, which, I mean, don't ever actually pay for a home warranty, by the way. Total fucking scam. The only reason I have it is because my the previous owners paid for the warranty for a certain period of time. But anyways, they shafted me on a bill. So I ended up getting, getting a payment plan through, uh, basically a loan through a company called Mariner Finance. And uh, it was a zero-interest loan, so I'm just, like, paying increments, you know, no interest or anything. And since I've done this, this company has uh, been predatory the entire fucking time. They, not in a, like, a super aggressive way, but, like, a a nice, um, uh, um, deceiving way, like a shady way, uh, passive-aggressive, I guess you could say, sort of. Um, I've gotten multiple calls from them, um sort of insinuating that it was something serious they needed me to talk about or needed to talk to me about and end up turning into them um, trying to bait me into uh, getting another loan from them. So they asked me questions like, oh, yeah, we're just, you know, we're just concerned about your well-being. You know, if you have, uh, you know, we know the holidays are coming up and if you have any bills you need paid off or any debts you need paid off, you know, like like uh, like acquiring debt to pay off debt shit like that like just weird fu- like fucked up shit that only happens like in in this country really <clears throat> at least in this first world country of course so you were actually getting calls that were sort of the opposite of what most people yeah most people get debt yeah not collectors. debt collection they wanted me to get debt with them yeah they're literally pushing you to acquire more debt yes uh, one sec let's order real quick Alrighty, so, right. so as anyway, anyways, picking up where I left off. Um, so anyways, yeah, instead of you know like regular, uh, you know, go calls of people uh, collecting on debt, I would get the I would get calls from this company trying to, and I get calls from companies, uh, different credit card companies doing the same thing, wanting me to sign for their fucking credit card shit, lo- sign up for it, and all that other good shit. But anyways, yeah, so they would call me. They've called me multiple times, acting uh, concerned for my well-being. Um, and uh, and then, of course, leading into the questions of, um, well, do, do, you, do you have any uh, bills you need to be paid? Any uh, any um, any gifts that you want to get? You know, in, in, implying, and of course, the only way that I'd be able to do that through them is through getting a loan from them because they're not obviously they're not going to give me money for free they're not doing me any fucking favors and it's 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 hilarious and I, the the most recent one she asked me the the lady that called me like cuz they 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 leave voicemails too that's the thing i don't just call back the number they leave voicemails on my phone and so when they do that i assume there might be something wrong so as i call them back and she gives me the typical like fake concern, you feign concern for my well-being and livelihood and shit. And I then she asked me if I've, you know, the holidays are coming up, if I need any money for to pay for gifts or if I've, if I've acquired any new debt. And I, and then I responded with oh, no no unfortunately I haven't acquired any new debt. It's like oh well, that's a good thing. I'm like yeah that that was a joke. And uh so yeah. And she, and she did like she is funny just like just she didn't. She just did this fake. Ha 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 ha. Oh ha, yeah. Ha, but that's what humor is. Yeah. As if there's like a gun to the back of her head, like while she's doing this, and her life depends on me signing up for another loan for this company. Well, in a way, that's that's actually not wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, to be a hypothetical gun. I mean, I guess if they don't do that, you know, then they don't get raise up or, or rise up in the ranks or they might lose their job which of course is almost like a bullet to your head especially in in our society today huge huge turnover on <clears throat> positions like that so absolutely yep call center jobs every all kinds of shit like that 
Truly there is no greater hell. Yep. Well, anyways, that's uh, the end of that short little story. We'll uh, see you guys later. Secretary Esper. Mark Esper. <laughs> he's an Esper. Yeah, he's a real Esper. Um, Isn't that what they call like psychics or some shit? Isn't it like a um, ESPer? Yeah, es- Espers. Yeah. You know, I wish this guy was psychic because then he might foresee how fucking dumb it is for him to go on even Fox News Sunday and defend Trump's removal of troops from. Uh, northern syria so let's take a listen to this let's get into it yeah Yeah, this is gonna be oh my god this is gonna be fucking dumb at least we got chris wallace here interviewing him he's one of the more reasonable fox news hosts well chris wallace he talks like jimmy stewart in that weird fucking way they all have that weird voice tom brokaw did that too And, and and chris wallace's dad mike wallace who uh you know, apparently he he tried to like kill himself or something. Uh, who Mike Wallace? Yeah. Huh. Like he dealt with like severe depression for a long time or something. It can get you, man. No matter what your success is. Um. Now this Mark Esper, I don't even remember hearing about him. Like, have you ever heard that name before in your <clears throat> life? How is this guy the Secretary of Defense? No, it sounds made up to be honest. And also, I mean, we there, there's the Trump administration has such a high turnover rate when it comes to. The, his administration, like people in his administration, yeah, it's, like it's like a fucking call center jo- like job. Like it just <laughs> just like dropping employees left and right. No I mean, one wants to do this shit. Did this guy get confirmed by the Senate? Like how in the fuck did I, th- I never no, hear you this know guy's th- name? You know, what I think I remember is I think I remember hearing. I think I remember getting a petition and in, in a via email from some like activist group asking to me to sign it to like oppose his his position I don't, almost every person he tries to put in gets opposed but i don't know anyways let's get into the fucking video yeah it really kind of exposes the trump's drown out techniques you know just sort of uh overwhelm people with so much shit that you can really slide in even more shit that just goes yeah. right under the radar like mark esper becoming the secretary of defense in, whoever ins- the fuck yeah. he is insert generic businessman that he's like had past dealings with probably or like oh idolizes. and this guy he looks like the <clears throat> most generic white guy from like a movie like he looks like the white semi bad guy from like friday after friday after next you know what i mean or some shit like that he looks like the guy that like uh yeah, fuck. I don't know. Operate he looks, a private he looks prison like, or something. He looks like business villain man. <laughs> yeah, that's the Anyways, guy who would right, sell you out, demolish your house for a five cent profit. Yeah, let's get into the goddamn video. We keep fucking sidetracking. Okay, let's see what the meat of this situation is. It's Mark Esper for his first Sunday show appearance. Mrs. Secretary, welcome to Can Fox you turn News. It up? Chris, thank you for having me on today. I have to assume you're just as distressed as I am by hearing Steve Harrigan's report, stories that Turkish-backed militias are executing civilians and Kurdish fighters, reports that the Turks are hitting prisons and that hundreds of either ISIS fighters or their supporters are escaping. How much of that can you confirm? It's terrible. I've heard the same reports. Uh, It gets worse by the hour, Chris. These are all the exact things that we have communicated to President Erdogan and his ministers. I spoke to my counterpart a few days ago. I sent him a memo on Friday night in a formal response, and I warned them that if they do this incursion, which we oppose, we will see everything from the release of ISIS prisoners to a humanitarian catastrophe. We warned them. Damage U.S. relations with Turkey. We're staying in NATO. All this is playing mad. Exactly as we predicted. And we again urge President Erdogan to stop and go back to the status quo. Strongly urge. Yeah. How helpful is the U.S.? What is the Pentagon? We definitely couldn't foresee this happening. Just want to make sure that's clear. What are you going to do to stop this? 
Well, this is part of the terrible situation that Turkey has put us in. And again, despite our protestations, oh we now know, we believe that uh, you let it happen. now intend to go further south than originally expected. <laughs> I mean, and to go the Turks told us to leave. The Turks, they told us to leave and then they went and invaded when we left. We were just doing we what We didn't know they were going to kill people when we told them they could kill people. We were just doing what Mr. Erdogan they, told us to do on a, the phone. There were such good, genuine people before we let this happen. How could we have predicted that these assholes are going to be assholes? And east, which would increase their zone from a, beyond a 30-kilometer depth and nearly 440 kilometers wide. At the same time, we've learned in the last 24 hours that Is it looks that how like big of an the uh, SDF <laughs> is cutting a deal about? with the Syrians and Russians. Yeah, we should say SDF. Those are the Syrian Kurdish defense, forces, the Syrian, the Syrian democracy forces. Defense forces, that's right. They're cutting a deal. Democracy and now what forces. we're facing we're is U.S. forces in a, uh, trapped between a Syrian-Russian army moving north to take <clears> on the the Turkish army that is moving south. And it puts us in a terrible position. With, fuck, uh, and the, the protection and safety of our service members comes first to me. I spoke with the national security team That's yesterday. We, we all, all this in the talked first on place, the phone. I talked the to the president, and he is members. concerned. And right. so last night he directed that we begin a deliberate withdrawal of U.S. forces from the northern part of Syria. Syria. Now, Syria. the northern part Guys of Syria. Oh my God! Between Syrian democracy forces and the northern part of Syria, I've really got to wonder who the fuck is even guiding the discourse in this country. I mean, of course this is Fox News, so you expect this, but this is like the most respectable guy on here, like we were talking about. So, you know, we got the democracy forces of Syria, the serial democracy forces. <laughs> the guys, they're fucking, they're super serial. Don't fuck with the, the serial <laughs> democracy forces. <laughs> How many people are we talking about? How quickly are they going to move out? We're talking less than a thousand. I can't give you a timeline because it changes hourly. We want to make sure that we do so in a very safe, people deliberate manner. That we deconflict the uh, things as we go with uh, with our uh, with, with those folks on the ground in the immediate area. But, but I'm not quite sure I understand. So the Turks and their militias. Yeah, are I'm not sure committing I understand atrocities either, Chris. against the Kurds, who are our allies. The Kurds are asking us for help, but we're going to pull out and are, allow uh, the Kurds to go to the Russians and the Syrians. That doesn't seem to make much sense. Well, look, the United States, first of all, doesn't have. Wow, so a Fox News host actually making fucking sense. Can you believe that shit? Like, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I have my issues with Chris Wallace. But he's definitely the most respectable uh, pundit that they have now, by far. Here's my question: How long? Let's we can go ahead and take bets now if you want. How long before he goes, Shepard Smith? Oh, I mean, this guy. I mean, he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. I, I, something. The thing is, I don't. He, he, he'll probably never say anything bad about Trump. But something will fuck up, and then he'll have to get rid of him. Like Chris basically. Wallace, you mean? Oh no, no! I thought you were talking about the. Uh, I thought you were talking about the uh, fucking psychic he has on right now. Oh, um, well. No, you mean how long before Chris Wallace leaves? Yeah, uh, what I was trying to say is how long before Chris Wallace goes full on Shepard Smith and just walks off like at the end of a broadcast because I don't he can't know. take. You know, it's. Sort of like the, the like passive aggressive version of the network, you know. Instead of I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore, it's just this is my last broadcast goodbye, and then like run yeah, out to a I don't know. waiting I think car. It, it'll take a, it'll take a lot because Chris Wallace is stubborn and he has like this, he has this. I th I think he has like this weird like delusional ideology that like he himself could help save Fox News or something. Like, he needs to be the last conservative, you know, reasonable conservative voice. The he last probably... conservative newsman rather than, like, a Hannity-style, you know, like, yeah. opinion hack. Yeah, and I think he'll stay on just on that. Well, if, if I leave Fox News, leave. then it'll just go to high on a handbasket yeah. without Chris Wallace he to has keep this it safe. like, this sense of inflated, like importance like they don't actually give a shit i mean he might not be wrong though i think him and shepherd smith were like the only two even marginally credible voices on that network and now one of them is gone and will probably just be replaced with like more hannity 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that's, uh, and really, that's what they—that's what they want at this point. They don't want news. They want entertainment. Like that's all they are—is just like reactionary fucking trolls. Yeah, infotainment. It, it parades as information. Yeah. And honestly, I—I I mean, I don't think like I don't think he would do even do like a Meg Kelly and go to another network. And, and obviously do blackface as well when you're on the third. <laughs> but but uh, I don't think he would do that because I think he's just too much of a principled conservative. Like to, I'd say conservative, like a classical liberal type, like or whatever the fuck he is. I don't even know what his actual positions are. I, I, I assume he's broadly conservative. Yeah. But right. he probably has, like, some... He's probably, like, has a lot of, like, liber, actual, like, uh, c- consistent libertarian-esque views of being conservative. Like, he probably doesn't care that gay people exist or that people know about them in school. Yeah, he like, seems like a traditional business conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, classical liberal. Yeah, fiscal conservative. Old-timey Republican. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see how psychic Mark E.S. Peer... Uh, manages to uh, defend this this idiocy. The forces on hand to to stop an invasion of Turkey that is 15,000 strong, if you will, preceded by airstrikes and artillery and, and mechanized forces. Got to keep in mind too that uh, look, we didn't sign up to to fight Turkey, a long-standing NATO ally, on behalf of the SDF. Oh a- again, this God. is a terrible situation. That's why. Uh, Dude, in, in the little over two months that I've been excuse. on a job, this has probably been the number one that issue is that I've dealt shit. with week we after week with our Turkish counterparts. Like, no, that's what pretty- are you, fucking Dante from Clerks? I shouldn't even be here today. <sighs> yeah, we 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 shouldn't have to deal with this stuff. I should have to, so I just won't. I don't wanna. It's not Mike. You got snot on the mic? <clears throat> no, I was blowing my nose. I was just saying, you know, like a like a mic into me blowing my nose. Snot mic. That's hot. We've done everything we can to dissuade them from doing this. We were we thought we were making. Oh, oh, thank God! Every, everything you can, everything you could to do it, everything. Yeah, really. You, you know, <laughs> I can think of something you didn't do. Uh, <laughs> refrain from leaving. How about that? How about that? And very good progress on the so-called safety zone in northern Syria, a way to keep the forces separated and to ensure we can keep both these good partners uh, at odds ends. But as you know, Chris, this conflict has odds ends? back 200 years. At, and in fact, in the... At uh, odds that's ends? That's not what keeping... I don't think you know... That's not what keeping people safe means. <laughs> at keep, odds keep, ends. So keeping the, so what, keeping them at each other's throat? Is that what you're... <laughs> at, at odds ends? I... Okay, I see some uh, uses of that, but... Yeah, I to my understanding, it's... Uh, like keeping them on their toes or like keeping them like arguing basically like i'm at my odds end yeah that's i'm desperate like well i I thought of odds and ends but odds ends like how have i never heard this expression before i have to have but it doesn't anyways yeah um anyways does he mean keep them at odds and he fucked it up yeah, I don't know. That that wouldn't be what he was meaning either, because he's he was saying he's trying to keep them at peace, and keeping them at odds is not. That's not what that means. But, but <laughs> keeping them at ends is that a thing? Keeping them at ends? No, keeping I them at odds. That's keeping a them thing. at odds is is that would be the wrong keeping thing. them in in conflict. I think he just doesn't know what that means, and he's just using some phrase that he's heard a lot. Like, I think there's a lot of things that psychic like, Mark uh, doesn't know. Kind of like uh, um, uh, when people say shit like uh, in actuality or something, or or uh, like fucking uh, like uh, oh jeez, what's another common phrase that people like mispronounce or fuck up? I can't even remember. Uh, I don't know. Supposed, supposedly instead of supposedly. 
Yeah, some, I don't know, something, or they say it wrong. Like, uh... Oh, I can just find a list of those real quick. That's called a malapropism. Yeah. Let's see, examples of malapropisms. Oh, gee, they got whole fucking sentences. Well, just give us the fucking malapropisms. Uh, these are all shit, too. Like... Yeah, these are like all old-timey that no one actually even says anymore. A rolling stone gathers no moths instead of moss. Yeah, okay, what the fuck? Are we in, like, West Virginia or some shit like that? Okay, here's some quotes, though. This site... This is on some weird website. I'm not gonna give the URL... Patience is a virgin? Jesus Christ, I've never even heard that one. That's Where's like that? Da down toward the bottom... A minstrel show. What they spell it wrong instead of minstrel, it minstrel, strill, like period. Oh, here's some from uh, George W. Bush. This will take us back. It will take time to restore chaos and order. Hey, that's pretty much the exact same fuck up that this guy just now made. Yeah. Maybe the Republicans are sort of like. I don't Fail, know. Failing at English class because they or or went maybe to they're giving away in fucking Alabama. They're or giving Texas away or their secret, shit. their secret ulterior <clears throat> motive of sowing chaos amongst the populace. They are secretly all like Heath Ledger, Joker style terrorists who just want to watch the world burn, and that's why they're trying to restore chaos and keep the Kurds yeah, these and are all just Turks at, at odds. They're just These are all just uh, dog whistles and shit. Alright. Let's see what the ESP-er has to say now. In the last few years, since we began this relationship with the, uh, with the Kurds to take on ISIS, uh, the, the Turks protested it from the beginning. This is now their third incursion into Syria in the last few years to, to do this. But you, you emphasized and? on Friday that we stand by our Kurdish allies who, who fought with us, died, 11,000 of them died in the fight against ISIS. Here you are, sir, on Friday. We have not abandoned the Kurds. Now, let me be clear about that. What? We have not abandoned them. Nobody greenlighted this operation by Turkey. Just the opposite. We pushed we back very said, hard at all levels the, the for the Turks, Turks not to commence this operation. Land. Secretary Esper, the U.S. had 50 oh, okay. so, special yeah, anyways, operations force. The, the one I was, the one, one of the ones I was thinking of, for all intensive purposes, instead oh, of saying for all intents and purposes. In, intensive purposes is yeah. one that I've heard too. Oh, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys does a lot of those, like uh, worst case Ontario. Yeah, it will not. That's those are just comically bad, but actually, people actually say for all intensive purposes. Yes. That, that is a very common one that I've heard. I want to go back to that list now on this website that won't scroll for some reason. Let's see here. Those are all George Bush. Let's see here. Last Will and Tentacle? Oh, that's from Archie Bunker from All in the Family. They have a whole list of... Archie Bunker and George W. Bush ones specifically. Or oh yeah, here's another one that people say a lot. I could could care less instead of couldn't care. I couldn't care less. People say people say that all the fucking. I could care less. I it's like so you still care. Well, you, you could uh, you could <laughs> so say you, that that's you care a... you care more now and but you you could care less than you care now. So you care a lot. Actually. You could say that it's. Uh... <clears throat> sarcastic but uh but people what they mean to say is i couldn't care less basically they're saying i i don't care but they're saying i could care less which does which means exact the exact opposite but that's what i'm saying i think that's what uh that's what he was that that thing that he was doing for the at odds ends he's saying some shit like that that he doesn't actually understand of course, Texas Governor Rick Perry has been known yeah. anomaly. He describes states as the lavatories of innovation <laughs> democracy. <laughs> That's almost as good as Mike Tyson saying, I might fade to Bolivian instead of oblivion. But at least, at least him, I like empathize with. 
Whereas, uh... Yeah, well, Mike Tyson was raised in a fucking shithole in the ghetto and, like, didn't... Did he even graduate high school? I don't think he got anything beyond, like, 7th or 8th grade, maybe. Yeah. Look. I don't want to sell him short. Mike, if you if you ever listen to this, if I'm but, selling uh, you short, I apologize. Rick Perry, on the other hand, had a full-on fucking education. Probably a fucking public edge or a, probably a private education too. Oh, I mean, Mike Tyson had a real fucked up upbringing, if I recall correctly. He was basically like saved by his, uh, by his like trainer, if I recall correctly. Like basically yeah. adopted by the guy. Who ended up? Who ended up like? To be fair, he was still a kid, but he ended up fucking over when, uh, um, what's his name, King. Uh, convinced him to like come with him that fucking what's that guy's that crazy ass looking uh guys no who's like one of the few like black famous black republicans yeah looks like when he was 16 his mom died and he was left in his uh boxing manager's uh care that was his legal guardian yeah and... who was his fucking who's that famous guy who was like his manager or whatever uh, Don King. Don King. Yeah, I said King. I was like, huh? Yeah, I'm that's like, not the, that's like, not the guy it was, but yeah, that. Don no, no, King yeah, Don later. King was the guy that made Mike Tyson fuck over his trainer that saved him. Yes, Customato. Yeah. Or Diamato. I'm not sure how he pronounces it. Uh, let's see. Oh, his first. You know, I thought the pigeons came later, but apparently his first fight was literally over a guy that beheaded one of his pigeons. Which, you know, come to think of it, if someone snapped the head off of one of my pet birds, I would probably have to beat the fuck out of them and grow up to be Mike Tyson as well. Face tattoo and all. along the border, acting as a tripwire, if you will, to keep the Turks Anyways, from coming across the border. To, uh, we were the protection for the Kurds. Wallace. After President Trump talked to President Erdogan last Sunday, President Trump decided to pull those troops out and the Turks invaded. Isn't that the definition of abandoning the Kurds? Yeah, I think you get the sequencing in the reverse order. The first thing that we understood, I've understood so from my counterpart, Secretary it, Pompeo, from his, and he certainly from President sequencing. Erdogan, is they Don't were you fully understand? committed to doing this regardless of what we sequencing. did. We Less thought it was prudent. It was alone. my recommendation. We thought it was prudent. I know the Chairman okay. of the Joint Chiefs of Staff prudent. agreed as well. We should not put U.S. forces in between a Turkish advance. We're talking less than 50, more like two dozen. There is no is way they a, could stop 15,000 Turks from proceeding George south. Bush but senior reference right you there? had talked to the... What'd you say? Was that a George Bush senior reference right there? Prudent. Wouldn't God, be prudent. God, that's, that's who he sounds like, except even wimpier, you know? Wouldn't oh be my. prudent. Oh, my God. I mean, we only had a few, a couple dozen guys there. They would lose by default. Oh, God, what a fucking coward. That's that's just fucking pathetic. Yeah, but they that, don't we have like it way wasn't, superior it wasn't technology the number of guys. It was the threat. It was the implied threat that if you would, if they attacked U.S. forces, more would come after that, and they would get destroyed. Yeah, they you didn't, really we didn't think need an army there? Like if they attacked, if they killed one U.S. soldier, they know they'd be fucked. Yeah, are we really <laughs> going to pretend? And they and even though we're withdrawing, they still accidentally bombed U.S. Special Forces anyway. <clears throat> so, you had literally achieved nothing. Yep, Donald Your counterpart Trump getting cucked by Turkey. The Turkish defense minister, several days before the presidential phone call, and you had said to him, make, let's make the safety zone work, where the Turks and the U.S. work together Correct. to keep this border and keep the Turks on one side of the border and the Kurds on the other side of the border. Then the president has his phone call with President Erdogan, and you say, well, there's nothing we could do. One, did Erdogan say, I'm going to come in anyway? Yes or no? The, the, it was clear to me that President Erdogan was committed to coming in. He informed us that he was coming in. He didn't ask permission. He, it was clear to me that he was coming in. But do you think that with 50 U.S. troops on the border acting as a, as a tripwire and with U.S. 
complete air superiority over the border. Do you really believe that President Erdogan and the Turks were going to just come through the border, per, uh, perhaps uh, create a conflict with the United States if we had stood firm? Well, I think it's, it's how you define standing firm. First of all, as I said, well, 50 oh service members are not going to stop a Turkish advance. And I'm not one... Is that's not the well, question, to classify them as a tripwire and sacrifice like, them, what if is you will. This? Is this a fucking uh, movie where we really think that, the, like, that Erdogan's going to march 15,000 soldiers, like, all in a fucking row, and they're all going to be standing there, it's going to be, like, 300? And this gonna is, be like, like, some 1700s battlefield, like, fucking... <laughs> Yeah, like we're going to force 50 U.S. service members to just go out and stand in a line and just get mowed down by Turkish machine gun fire. Not even machine gun. They've all got, like, flint rifles. And oh, no, and like they're, they're literally rifle. shooting arrows, man. Yeah, arrows and swords, fucking you know? Cannons on wheels and horseback. 50 U.S. service members. Yeah, God. But you only sacrifice them if Turkey goes ahead, sir. If Turkey says, you know, we're not going to take on the U.S., we're not going to take on U.S. fighters overhead, maybe we would have stopped them. Yeah, like you said, uh, even if I, it was I don't one soldier. So. I think they were fully committed. That was what I took from my conversations with my so counterpart. So you're saying they the would have attacked Joint Chief staff us if took we had his, been there. If we stayed his. there Look, like the we fact were is before, also, Chris, they would have attacked We are not going to go to war, another war in the Middle East, against a Turkey, which is a long-standing NATO ally that has fought alongside no, they're not. us. they're not an ally if they would have attacked us. Wait, wait. Didn't Trump want to, like, leave NATO and say, fuck NATO, they don't pay their share of the bills or whatever? Huh. Yeah, I think it was that and the UN. He probably said it about both of them. Pretty funny how how their tune has changed on that all of a sudden. But yeah, well, it, Turkey's it, such a great NATO ally. They're so helpful. Yeah. Well, and you, who and th this guy's fucking opinion. He it, it doesn't fucking stand for anything. Trump could say the exact opposite of what this guy is telling the telling Chris Wallace right now tomorrow or when when, when was this made? Yeah, like to. So, like, the 13th, what's today? To yeah. The 13th. Yeah, so he could say literally the opposite thing tomorrow, and it, 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 and this would all be, like, nullified completely. Uh, uh, actually, I mean, it's October, uh, uh, 8th, or, yeah, it's it, 14th, uh, whatever. Fuck it, you gave it away. We recorded it in advance, fuck you. Afghanistan. That's not what we signed up for. Well, do they seem like much of an ally now, Turkey? No, I think uh, Turkey, their, their, the arc of their behavior over the past uh, several years has been terrible. I mean, they are spinning out of the, the Western orbit, if you will. We see them but purchasing Russian arms, coming up to ally. President Putin. We see them doing all these things that, frankly, uh, concern us that, uh, in, with regard to the direction they are heading. But you say they, it concerns us. The, the re reaction is that the president is going to pull all of our troops out of that region. Yeah, and although he has talked about sanctions and authorized uh, Secretary Mnuchin to impose sanctions, uh, there's been no action. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, this all these developments have happened in the last 24, actually more like It'll the last do, uh, 14 hours, if you will. Uh, the national security China, team will be talking today about us. We still have been holding out hope that we can get to Erdogan and tell him. against Turkey, which is, you know, means virtually nothing compared to China. Let me rewind this real quick, so I got to hear what his stupid ass you know, said like again. like I said, this all these developments have happened in the last 24, actually more like the last 14 hours, if you will. Uh, the national security team will be talking so? about us. We still have been holding out. Like they couldn't have seen this coming. Oh man, you know, I don't even know if we need to finish this because it's just. Oh God, like. When someone's dealing in this bad of faith, like, it's just fucking tiring and exasperating. And you know what? That's actually exactly what these fuckfaces are, are counting on, though. Is for their just... Ad nauseum. Unadulterated bullshit. Ad nauseum, baby. Shameless. Oh, God. I hope that we could get to Erdogan and tell him to stop what he's doing. Return to the border. We're gonna get there. We're just gonna say, now nah, you stop that yeah. and you put that border back." I think we've heard enough. Back. This shit's boring anyway. Like oh, this, this fucking mindless drone. Oh god. Well, we're just gonna tell him now, Mister. Yeah, when when he calls Trump again, this time we're not just gonna say yes, sir. We're gonna say now. Yes, Dad. We're not gonna threaten you, but we're gonna. 
we we're don't you do that now because that'd be mean we're, we're gonna strongly urge them <laughs> now colonel erdogan you need to just you need to just stop that yeah, you be nice to those kurds yeah that's gonna happen he's such a spineless little prick oh my god <clears throat> That's why he stands the way he does. He stands like a fucking centaur. He has no spine. His entire upper body is being, being supported by his abdominal muscles. Trump, you mean? Yeah. I haven't seen I've, Mike Esper stand. Yeah, no, I, I figured the standing like a centaur like with, with no hind legs would be a... Oh, my God. What... What more can even be said about this? I mean, these people are like mindless, soulless robots. Is really just the, the only way to put it. There is no water they won't tote for that centaur-standing motherfucker. And perhaps that is the most succinct note to close this episode on. What do you think? Never before have my gripes felt so very...